Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Wang Bang Podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang, coming to you with a Warrior Wednesday special. Uh, the Warriors are coming off of a two-game win streak, bringing them to a very healthy 7-24. Uh, and 24. James, I think it's time for us to get out the We Believe shirts. What do you think? Is that the, is that the season high two-game win streak yeah it is it is it's <laughs> yeah. the first one they, we, we were supposed to get like a, wait that's first. wait that's so that's the first time all year where we could have used the actual words win streak right yes, exactly <laughs> okay good good <laughs> i just wanted to get that out there for the people that were still keeping track of how many wins we have and <laughs> the other day we were just talking about how we could literally count the number of games we've won and oh, we remember every single oh of course yeah it's, and like you know yeah. portland we beat one time yeah chicago <laughs> like, both home and there pelicans yeah. both home and there and then uh and then tonight the, the freaking the wolves the God, they, they are well they didn't have cats in so. But I think even like while they have had cat, they've been on this really bad um oh they're terrible losing dude. streak. Like they're they're like they started the season so well, but now they're on an eleven game losing streak. That um hey let, let's just jump right into it. I mean D'Lo right D'Lo trade rumors are always kind of tied into the Minnesota Timberwolves, where you know what can we get out of them because we know that the Timberwolves are interested in him. Now, that being said, with the Timberwolves season kind of spiraling uh, out of control the same way ours is, um, I don't think they're going to be in any rush to land themselves a, uh, a a point guard or a or a real game changer this season. So, I, if anything, I think that kind of loses the Warriors some leverage. What do you think? Yeah, probably. But I think ultimately it's like going to be uh, – I, I just don't think D'Lo is going to get moved. Um, and then, you know, the only real trade asset the Wolves have is rather Covington, really, more than anything. So yeah. um, if they can't get anything, like that's the only thing I can see them flipping any assets for. Jeff Teague – actually, Jeff Teague's expiring and Robert Covington for, you know, people that are looking for some, you know – Maybe some salary relief and some, um, and like a three and D wing, but um, I just don't have any assets. Like you know, I just looking down up and down the roster. I'm like, who, who are they even gonna <laughs> trade? Like, who else do we really want? Like, even some of their young guys have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're the Warriors and you have D'Lo, it's like, do you really? I mean, do you? Who, who are we really looking at? Like Josh Okogie? I mean, Jared Culver? Like. It's fine. I mean, these guys are, I don't know what their ceilings are, you know, but I mean. Mm. Hey, like, so <laughs> uh, Josh Kogi and Jared Culver, a combined O of nine tonight. Yeah, so uh, they're just not that good, points. you know. And, and here's something else that's interesting. Robert Covington only played 12 minutes tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, don't know what Yeah, it's really weird, which you know, c- conspiracy theory Emil thinks that he's on the block. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not – not exactly a hot take over like, here. Like, like something's cooking. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think something is like, you know, maybe, maybe mid-game uh, 
Flip Saunders, I mean, Ryan Saunders got a text message that said, yo, uh, Ryan Covington for, uh, I don't know, uh, oh, you mean for, what for Monte Ellis. So <laughs> someone signed Monte Ellis. In dude, that trade. sucks, dude. <laughs> Traded for a guy who's not in the league anymore. That sucks. That would be terrible. Yeah. But I, I did find that a little strange, especially since, you know, everyone's kind of talking about how Robert Covington is the <laughs> – I don't want to call it the cornerstone, but he is the big piece of a potential D-low trade if we were to go that route. Uh, go that route. Yeah. So exactly. Um, you know, for this is really the first time I've had a chance to watch Robert Cummington this year, and I, you know, can't say that I've been super impressed. Yeah, I mean, he's again, you know, it's it's a guy who is you can slide him into pretty much any team. Like, you just could need a guy who would play perimeter defense. Yeah. And, um, I mean, his threes are a little, like, a little below his normal average this year, I think. So it's not like he's taking a, a little bit of a slip back. Because um, he averages, I think, 36% on threes for his career. So he's, like, right around league average three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this year he's at, like, 34 yeah, I mean, yeah. he's playing with a crappier team. That, with yeah, a team exactly. That, you know, like Wiggins isn't isn't so much of a a creator that that he yeah, should. Yeah, he's not be. a creator. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like you know the role is he is going to stand there and shoot threes, and then um, you know he'll rebound. He will get um, you know play defense on the perimeters players. Yeah, yeah and he's got and great size. It. You and I great were talking size. About yeah, this six seven, six eight, two ten. Yeah. Like you know, like. So it's like that's his real value and, you know, why people like him is because of the plug-and-play factor. And I think that's where, you know, he could help the Warriors too because you can plug in just a three and deep wing. Um, you know, when you have redundancy with D'Lo and Steph, you know, and, and Clay, it's like, you know, freeing that up and getting a Robert Covington there may help. But, you know, but, you know, the question really kind of goes back to it's like, you know, how, how much value can you really get for, for D'Lo? Like, you know, and how do people – around the league value D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell right now. It's like really hard because he's putting up good numbers and stuff, but the team is absolute trash and there's no indication that his defense is mm-hmm. anywhere near playable for like a, a playoff team. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, is that, do people really want to commit that kind of money? And, you know, he has three more years left on his contract after this at mm-hmm. max. So it's like, yeah, like I mean, the real question is like the big question is for who and when, right? Yeah. And that's, um, I'm 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 sure the Minnesota Timberwolves trade is still on the table, but that is definitely going to be a summer trade, or if if not even a a, a 2020-2021 season trade. I, I'm of the mindset that I would rather I, I'd rather us cut cut bait now. Um, I, I say trade him. I, I, I hate watching him play. I don't think the Warriors are a better team with him on the court. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. It's like it's, you know, ultimately, and you have to think about fit too and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, I, I tend to agree with you on that. But the other problem is, is like, I think the front office also wants to have... Sell tickets. Yeah, one, sell tickets. And two, I think they want to have, rather than pulling the plug right away, they... I think the premise was, hey, let's see if we could get Steph and him some a little bit more time rather than two, three games, you know, yeah. to try to figure out what's going on, you mm-hmm. know. So 
um, to see if it's actually going to be a fit, which is why I think the the next year or this summer timetable makes more sense. Because if Steph comes back this year for you know, 15, 20 games or something, then it's like, yeah, you can get them some run and get some data points about how they would play together. Yeah. Uh, but and, I think and see how they play in the playoffs together too. Because, yeah, that's yeah. going to be well. There's going to be a zero game sample for that, so that would be unfortunate. But have faith, have faith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seven well, I will have faith. It'll be zero games. That's my faith. Yeah, <laughs> I have plenty of faith. It'll be zero zero game sample size in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> but I guess you bring up a good point because I, I think D'Lo will play fine with Clay. Right, yeah, that, that's kind of... Yeah, I'm uh, not worried about that. It's really playing the three of them together, which is mm-hmm. including Steph and D'Lo, yeah. right? Yeah, because Clay doesn't need the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just... And then that's the other thing is like D'Lo, passing-wise, he's really just a pick-and-roll passer. He's a good one, but, yeah. you know, with our motion offense and how Clay gets open and stuff, it's like basically if Clay's not setting the pick, he's not getting the ball from D'Lo. Mm-hmm. And is that really how the offense is going to run in the future? Like, you know. Well, I mean, Clay might get the pass from the roller, right? And, and that's what that that's how a lot of our corner threes uh, got open last well, year. Well, the other thing too is, yeah, but see now the offense is initiated off the pick and roll mm-hmm. again, right? Yeah. As opposed to the previous one where you know motion offense where you have Draymond at the top of the key or at the elbow. Uh, looking for cutters, uh, Steph doing the same thing, you know. So there's going to be a shift, and, you know, I don't know how much Kerr wants to rely on that. So I think that's why he wants to eventually see how it's going to work with him and Steph. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just – I can't – I do agree with you that, like, long-term, I don't see D'Lo as being the solution. Um, and I especially do want with it. a two-year window of Steph and Clay in their prime. Yeah, Steph, I just, Clay and it just doesn't line up. Like I get why people are trying to rub both. Like you know, oh, we have this young guard or whatever. But it's like, you know, I would much rather us try to make a run with these superstar type players. D'Angelo Russell, as good as he is, um, you know, he's a solid player. He's never going to be a secretary. He's just he's not on that trajectory. Like it's just not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So it's like. Steph is one of the five best players in the league when he's healthy, and it's just like Dela will never be that. He was a borderline All Star, like he, And it's just like if you have one of those guys like Steph, you have to maximize the winning potential every year because you don't get guys like that all the time. So the fact that we have a potential top five player when healthy on the team, you have to maximize winning, which means. You know, if Delo's an asset that can get us some pieces that would help us win now, I would much rather us do that because it's like, what are the chances that Delo's ever going to make another All Star team? Very slim. Yeah. So I mean, that's fine, but it's like, that's not a guy you really kind of build your future around. Like, I'd rather try to win now, and then if we, everything goes awry, then we just fucking bottom out and start rebuilding. Like, I I don't think we need to do the whole like, you know. Two two things at once. Mm-hmm. Be light years ahead, like yeah. uh, Joe Lacob. <laughs> yeah, Can't I, defend. <laughs> I I think you can. You and I are kind of in the in the same boat where we don't really see. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I just don't see D'Lo as part of the future. And it, and I guess it's just when, right? Do we want to have a full training camp with the team that we know we're going to run with for the whole year? Or do we roll the dice, do a midseason trade, and hope that everything gels the way that, you know, Rashid worked out for the Pistons back in 2004? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I'd rather, especially for Clay coming off of a, a really bad a really bad injury. Um, I think I'd rather have the the core that we know we're going to roll with um, starting in training camp and not have to make adjustments mid-season. Um, but we'll see. I mean, teams are more desperate at the trade line, right? Trade deadline, right? So yeah. teams that are kind of fringe playoff teams that need that one extra guy to, to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, then they're probably more willing to give things up. I think the only thing we could possibly get in the off season is a disgruntled superstar um, who demands a trade uh, and the, and that team would have to want D'Lo. Um, but you, you know, usually in instances like that, you're, you're getting, you know, 50 cents on a dollar when somebody wants to makes a trade request. Right. And, yeah. Um, in that case, you know, it would have to be someone that's much better than D'Lo and much and very disgruntled. And I just don't see many players like out there like that right now. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree. And, and like the other thing too is like, who's the target audience for D'Lo, right? And it, I feel like it's that's why Minnesota, Minnesota made so much sense, right? Because fringe playoff the, team, yeah, fringe playoff team, and then the timetables line up, right? One, him and Cat are really good friends, and they're the same age. You know, they're 24. And then yeah, Wiggins is Wiggins 25, right? Yeah. You know, 25, 26. So these guys are on the same upward trajectory, right? So, and then they all have, they don't really have like an overlapping position. Like, you know, they have a wing player in Wiggins, they have, you know, a center in Cat, and they'll have a point guard in D'Lo, right? So that's why it made so much sense because it's like, you have three core players that are of very similar age that would come up together. Like that's the whole idea, right? So, um, and that's just not what our trajectory is. We need people who are in their primes, who can help contribute to winning a championship and who can play a role. Like, we don't need additional guys who have like, you know, one skill that's their like deal of all he could do is he needs the ball in his hands. And I was just like, I, I don't know how much we need that right now. Yeah. I'd rather get more shooting, more perimeter defense, you know? Well, we, so, we need that, but we need that on our bench, right? And, and I think yeah. the— Yeah, so the, I'm just saying overall, right? You just need more shooting and need more perimeter defense in general. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking a look at teams that are kind of fringe um, fringe playoff teams that could use them. So, like, here we go. Uh, in the Western Conference, it's— you know Sacramento, they have De'Aaron Fox, San Antonio. Uh, but uh, who do you want from San Antonio? Yeah, nobody. Right. Um, and then Portland's not going to give anybody up. Oklahoma City has CP3. Utah, uh, I mean, that, there's a big jump. They're, they're 18 and 12. They're not really fringe, but they have Mike Conley. So um, all that's moved. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Orlando, they got, they got Markel Fultz, who I think is okay. Um, Charlotte, they got Scary Terry, uh, Brooklyn. They're gonna have Kyrie. Indiana. I mean, I don't know who they're. Who's their starting point guard? Um, Brogdon, right? Brian Brogdon. Yeah, pretty solid. So, you know, all these fringe playoff teams are, already have point guards, with, with the exception of the the Spurs. Um, their their guard lineup is kind of kind of weak. It's like 
John, the John T. Murray, um, Derek White, and uh, Patty Mills, and none yeah, of those all, guys are. Uh, Patty Mills had some good games here and there, but you know he's getting up there in age, also. Yeah. So, so, so I think if anything, if like they would be the only desperate fringe playoff team that could use a, a D'Angelo Russell, but the Spurs culture, I don't think could really use, you know, would really want someone like D'Angelo Russell. But who knows? I, I've been wrong before. Um, let's let's move on to this roster as a whole, because I, I think this roster is really interesting. And, um, you know, up until, like, the last game, I was, you know, I was okay with keeping any of these players, minus Jordan Poole and uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. I think after these past two games, I think I would even keep Willie Cauley-Stein. And His effort level has gone up a lot. He's been so. good, man. Mm-hmm. He's been good on he's defense. Been good. And, he was um, been so smarter. bad the first, like, 15, 20 games. Like, yeah, he was yeah. He was just lost. And maybe credit that to a, a, a missing training camp. But uh, he's been good. And really, it's the, the only person that does not look like an NBA player is Jordan Poole. And... You and I text about this. I, I think they should they should give up on him right now. Um, you, you say give him, you know, don't be so yeah, hard on the kid. Yeah, he's 30 games into his rookie season, and then he was thrown into a situation where he couldn't really kind of grow into the role, you know. Yeah. And it's just like he's a 20-something pick. Like, I just don't see, you know, that the expected, like, thing for him to, like, contribute right away. And he's so – and when everyone's healthy, he's going to be so far – buried on our bench that it probably won't matter that much anyways you know it's like you would only get rid of them if you absolutely think you have a chance to win and need a roster spot for somebody who can contribute in the eight-man rotation in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and if you're not getting that somebody then there's no reason not to hang on to them right and try to develop the guy at least Yeah, well, I mean, I was thinking uh, because we kind of have this roster log jam and the hard cap and we have to make a decision on Marquis about Marquis Chris by January 10th. You know, what what are some of the trades that we could be exploring? Could we get a second round, a late second round pick for Jordan Poole? And (sighs) that that would that would give us a, you know, that last roster spot that we could keep Marquis Chris continue to develop them and then you know, fairly evaluate this team. I mean, everyone is an interesting piece, right? You look up and down this roster with the exception of, I think, you know, Jacob Evans, who I, I think is going to play himself out of, uh, out of, off of this team if he doesn't get better. Um, everyone else is interesting, right? Like everyone else kind of brings a different, um, a different skill set that the Warriors could use. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, you know, the lob threat, Marquise Chris, kind of a, ferocious all-around you know ferocious rebounder all-around player uh, and lob threat also lob threat also yeah and then um, omari spellman you know kind of hustle guy a little bit more skilled uh gr3 i'm a huge fan of that guy i think he's going to fit in on this team very well as a dn3 guy if we don't end up with you know robert covington and if we don't get andre Udala back um but Alec like Burke, that's the thing with with like glenn robinson is like you know what he really should be is I don't think he should be. He's not. He's not starting level caliber, oh, like definitely. on like a championship contender. But you know what he would be good at is like 15, 20 minutes a game as a three and D wing, like yeah. off the bench, right? Yeah. So keeping guys like him would be great for the depth of the team. 
right? And if you can get them for like the minimum or like a little bit more, maybe dip into the mid mid level to you know sign them two two and a half million or whatever, you can keep them for that, then that's a great deal, you know. Yeah. Do do you th- I mean I I think he's more likely to stay than um, Alec Burks, and I think both of them are are very interesting, right? Because Alec Burks is your um, spark off the bench. He can you know put his head down and get you you know, 15, 20 points a game if, if he was, you know, if he was focused on doing that, um, whether it's an effective 15 or 20 points per game, that that's a different story. But he's the kind of bench guy that the Warriors have really, really needed since Barboza left, right? And yeah. for a while in the beginning of the season, we were thinking, oh, yeah, you know, maybe Kai Bowman can be that guy. Um, I, I think Kai Bowman still needs to develop. I don't think he'll be that good by next year. So... Which leaves us with the question: Do we want someone like Alec Burks around? If we do, then we're gonna have to figure out um, how we're gonna keep him um, because he he only had a one year deal. And yeah, and he's playing into himself, playing himself into a new contract with another team, basically. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And, and I think GR, you know, going back to GR three, teams will probably look at him and kind of think the same thing, right? Yeah, forty percent three point shooter. Good defender, um, obviously not not eleven, twelve points a game on a on like a you know pretty like decent sized role on uh, on this team. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I who would you rather have? Yeah, assuming everyone's healthy and assuming that we still have D'Lo next year. Uh, I would rather have Glenn Robinson. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. I just Especially think that's a fit. Like I like Burks. I think he's been really good, but like I think Robinson as like a a, a fit role player, 15, 20 minutes a game to give you three and D. Um, I think that's what we need, you know, and he has good size, um, you know, and he's a solid defender and 39% from three. So it's yeah. like, you know, I don't know what else you really, you know, require right now. It's like, that would be great for 15, 20 minutes off the bench. You know, what if we but, do do the D low, um, for our, uh, Robert Covington and pieces like Robert Covington and Teague, because um, Teague would be a good point uh, backup point guard. Well, Teague is expiring, so he's just mm. a salary matcher, yeah. basically yeah. at that point. So, you know, uh, uh, depends. Like, you know, it's like Teague and salary fillers. I mean, Teague and Covington, and then with D'Lo and like salary fillers gets it done. You know, so like yeah. Teague and Poole gets it done, and then like a couple of draft picks from Minnesota, and then yeah, you know, but we'll give you a. We, young, but if so. we did get Robert Cummington and pieces, then w- would you still want? Absolutely, yeah, because oh, okay. that would that would. Dude, there's no shortage of three and D guys mm-hmm. on a team. Like I just think, especially guys that don't need the ball like these guys. That's yeah. fine, you know. They they know their roles. Like Robert Cummington, he's not never going to try to do too much. And the same with GR three. You know, he's asked to do a little bit more, but I'm I bet you he's totally okay just playing a specific role play defense and then spot up and shoot threes yeah yeah i mean these guys are totally okay with that yeah and what what gets me excited about this roster is um you know kevon looney is going to play himself back into health and um, then we're going to have you know four very very competent big men um and this doesn't even include smilogy who apparently is also really good yeah um you know we have four guys that can just play balls out um you know the 10 15 minutes a game and 
I, I know Looney's not really an, an energy guy, but um, you know he's kind of a skill guy that we want in that in that fourth quarter when we're going against a, a James Harden or whatever. But yeah, in certain I mean, matchups it helps. Yeah, yeah but Looney. I I love having Marquise Chris and Amar Spellman who just who just sacrifice everything and you know commit some bad you know over the back fouls once in a while but man they play hard and and it's it's a lot of fun to watch yeah i mean that's that's what i've been most impressed about like honestly spellman was uh i had no expectations for him chris i thought was a lost cause because of all you know all the crap he got into like you know like effort level and stuff like that but i mean he i'm hoping that you know our team you know, we did it with Boogie. Like, you know, hopefully we can do it with, with you know, guys like, um, you know, sustained over a longer period of time with guys like Chris and, and Spellman because they seem to have turned a corner, both of those guys. You know, um, you know, Omari Spellman being like, you know, the size of like, you know, two shacks before he, the season started. <laughs> and then freaking, you know, Marquise Chris being bounced around the league and almost out of the league. You know, yeah. because of his work ethic and effort level. But to come see these guys come in and like play hard, that's great. You know, yeah. so hopefully that, um, you know, those are both. I agree with you. Both both are guys that I would like to keep, and I think would be able to play a role in, you know, some playoff games. So. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, one thing that just kind of came to mind as you were talking about Chris and Amari. Um, they, well, Amari was a late first round draft pick, but yes. Chris was a was a lottery, lottery pick, pick. Lottery and pick. I forget that we have a lottery pick. Oh, so, uh, I mean, assuming we don't make the playoffs, but we will be a lottery team. That with D'Angelo Russell could make a very enticing trade package. Yes, so I, I think that kind of um, kind of points to the argument of keeping D'Lo through the end of the season because that could be. A very very interesting trade package for a for an all star for a legit all star not not a fringe you know D'Lo David Lee Chris Middleton all star type <laughs> yeah but like somebody who could come in and, and just like you know be, be honest yeah yeah perfect yeah yeah why didn't why didn't I think of that <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Eric Carl, Pascal yeah. and D'Lo for Carl Anthony yeah, Towns. Yeah, Eric Pascal and, and and D'Angelo Russell for Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, what a great idea, Neil. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, you, you never know. You never know what's up with that. Wow, what a terrific audience. <laughs> Gee, what a oh, terrific audience. <laughs> I, I think the other, the other one that people should know about is your brilliant idea of the Grizzlies trading Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Moran to us for yeah. D'Angelo Russell in, in the pick next year. Oh, oh, great. Fantastic. What a what a great idea, man. This is just uh, – yeah, it's not I like they're be. the cornerstones of, of a rebuilding franchise and our mm-hmm. no, two number two pick – or number two and a number four pick. Nah, don't worry about it. We'll give it up for D'Lo. Hey, if you think about D'Lo and a, and a, um, a top five pick, I mean, that's that's not a bad trade. Yeah, John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. are – gonna be good so i would not uh, <laughs> would not be the first to dump that for d angelo russell as much as much as uh solid is is. d'angelo russell and lamello ball yeah, hey, for, for john ja morant and uh, jj <laughs> <laughs> mellow ball baby let's go i'm in yeah 
Yeah, I, I I've been watching some uh, Australian league highlights. I Dude, I mean, Lamelo Ball is pretty good. His defense is terrible. Oh, well, of course. I mean, nobody, yeah. most people at that age is absolutely atrocious. But like yeah. him off the pick and roll and his vision yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, his passing is is legit. Yeah, he's, like he's, dude, like it's like there's a reason why he's a lottery prospect. <laughs> like he's he's good. You know, man, and Lonzo, man, what happened to that dude? Like when you watch him play, he has not taken it. Like how long has he been in the league now? Like this is his three. Uh, years? Yeah. This is his third year. third year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just haven't seen him take any steps yet. Like it, it's, yeah, it, it's it's a little it's a little disappointing. It was. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing I was just talking to Yen about. Like uh, I was like, I feel like I'm same thing. This is Kyle Kuzma's third year, and yeah. I feel like he hasn't improved at yeah, all. He he hit a ceiling his first year, yeah. basically. Yeah, and he's been the same player since his first year. And I was like, I don't think I've seen him improve in any aspect of the game. It's not like his defense got better. It's not like he's a better playmaker. Nope, he's just a inefficient chucker. Yeah, well, he plays for LeBron, so yeah. I'm sure his, his stats get and just like, a little bit. Well, but... Holy crap, like, you know, you have LeBron next to you passing you the ball. You still, like, can't make shit. It's like, maybe <laughs> you're just not that good, <laughs> you know? I always thought it was funny. He's like... He was basically untouchable in any of those trades, and I was like, "Yeah, like, yeah, that, I never like, understood you that." You want to keep Brandon Ingram? Like, Ingram's pretty damn good. Yeah, but, and then that's um, just like, you you would give that? You don't want to give up Kyle Kuzma, the the guy that shoots forty one percent career, yeah. and it's like you know, on like you know, low thirties three point shootings. Like, really, you don't want to give that guy up? The guy who volume shoots his way to sixteen points a game? Like, really? Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, I, I I don't know what what that dude's appeal is, but who knows? Maybe maybe he'll be leading leading scorer for the Lakers come playoff time. I think it's will, classic will. like Lakers hype, you know, where <laughs> if you're just on the Lakers, it's like you're the best player, you know, since Cook, JaVale McGee. Hey, those guys know their roles, man. So <laughs> yeah, Quinn knows how to knows how to warm a bench. <laughs> oh, dude, hell yeah, man. Hey, and now he's backing. Title contention again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's the new Patrick McCall, all right? Get it right. <laughs> Fucking Pat McCall. Fuck hey, that guy, man. How One dare ring, you? Hit a big three time champion. Us. Yeah. Three time, repeated, all right? How dare you? <laughs> Some respect hit, on Pat McCall, dude. Yeah, he, he hit a big three against us. So I, I'll give him that. Oh, dude, that was absolutely brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um,. All right, James. Well, it's late, and uh, probably the the last time we'll we'll be doing an episode like this in a while. So, um... oh, really? You don't want to do deep dive analysis of Jacob Evans off the pick and roll, or no? You don't want. I thought you wanted to dedicate an entire episode to that. I I mean, I totally would if I didn't have a kid on the way. (laughs) um, But maybe I'll be maybe I'll become an expert analyst while I'm. Sitting, sitting around with a with my baby. Maybe I'll yeah. just, you know. And then you can go into the shooting mechanics of Jordan Poole while you're at uh, it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's not much. He shoots like me. He, he shoots like me basically. No, He's his shooting mechanics. I think his his shot is like fine. It's just can't make shit. <laughs> you know. Well, they're all short. I think all of his shots are short. Like it, it's just he's not strong enough. His balance is off. Like, yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I I just don't think he's strong enough right now. That that's really what what it is, and I, and I'm okay cutting bait. Um, and, and I think you and I are gonna debate this all season, but I I just don't see him having a future with this team. And if we can drop him and clear some cap space out, let's do it. 
Let's do it. Clear some clear some cap space out for Monte Ellis, okay? For the, <laughs> Let's do that. For the comeback. For Monte Goat. Ellis, the comeback. Monte I bring David Lee back, dude. <laughs> the all-no-defense team. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> who, who else Who else would be on that team? Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young's No, 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 no. Old Warriors. Oh, I thought you meant all-no-defense. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, Trey's the worst defender in the league. <laughs> like... Yeah, who was that? Danny Fortson can move his feet. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, Danny Fortson, don't <laughs> don't forget the twenty-two rebounds or whatever he averaged. Those those uh, those what is it? Six games? games? Was it six games? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, he was a you, monster. Me and you remind listeners of that every year, at least once a year on the Ewing Bay podcast. <laughs> Those were good times, man. Like, you know, yeah, Danny Forson, like, 18 and 22 for six games. <laughs> oh, man. It was it was a great time out. Oh, here we go. Uh, Troy Murphy. No, oh, T. Murphy. No yeah, D. there we go. Yeah, yeah T. Yeah, Murphy. Um, um, Danny Forson would be a good one. D. Lee. So so just get all the white guys then, yeah. basically. Plus you know Danny what's funny? Warriors, minus Smilogy, the Warriors have no white guys on this team. Yeah. That's true. And, and and I was thinking, did we have any white guys last year? Yeah, we had Jonas Jurebko. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so we okay. had one token white guy last okay. year. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> there there are just no white guys on this team. It's pretty amusing. Um, Joe Lakeup, the racist. Joe Lacob hates white people. Yeah, Joe Lacob hates you, white people. You heard it on the Yuang Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take right here. That's a hot take. I, on aggregate that. <laughs> take that for data. Take that for data. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Fizzdale. <laughs> man, man. All right, dude. Well, yeah. Hey, who knows when we'll be chatting next? But I guarantee you, we're probably not not going to be having any emergency podcast episodes for <laughs> yeah. the rest of the year. Maybe, maybe around trade deadlines. Yeah, maybe if, with... if we have a trade, an yeah. actual trade, not yeah. not a Jordan Clarkson for Dante Exum. <laughs> not exactly. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh. Here's a fun one. Who should we support in the playoffs this year? Like, who we we have league pass, so we should probably. Uh, yeah. Maybe kinda... maybe we'll. We'll, I kind of we'll want the to East follow. to win one. I kind of want like I kind of want like Giannis to win. Okay. I think that'd nice. be fun. I like that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. 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 All right. And then like, or even like, you know, like Philly would be fun too. I think yeah. Embiid getting one. Nah. Yeah. No, not an Embiid fan, not a Simmons fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all for Giannis. I like Giannis. Yeah, I think I like Giannis, Giannis getting one would be would be cool for me. Like you know, yeah. just a guy 25 getting a his first ring. Yeah. yeah. He deserve it. All right, dude. This has been fun. Thanks so much. All right, man. See you. It's a great time to have a ball. It's a 